Welcome back to Autism, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we always encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee, and in this special podcast, we have not only Dr. Rochelle Sheely, but also Dr. Sarah Whalen, herself an RDI consultant and parent. And we all visit about RDI and entering adulthood for our children. Let's listen in. I am so happy to have, of course, Dr. Sheely with us for our regular podcast, but also Dr. Sarah Whalen. Uh, Sarah, thank you for joining us for this special podcast. We are so happy to have you, really. Well, I'm psyched to be here, so thank you. Well, and I know the topic is really dear to your heart, as it is to mine, as it is to Dr. Sheely's, which is RDI and adults. And we're going to talk about two areas. One is if you have a child who is moving into adulthood and you're in an RDI program, what that can mean to you, which both Sarah and I have gone through. And then if you are an adult or you have an adult in your life who uh, wants to be or is considering RDI, can, can that even happen? What is there an age out of that? And so why don't we start with uh, those parents who have children moving into their teen years and on into adulthood in RDI. And Dr. Sheely, for me, what just is always in my head is that you're never too late for RDI and RDI is good for everyone. So I think in that, I think RDI is good for life in its way. Mm -hmm. I think it is. And I'm always excited with parents when they see their children ready to move into that area of independence. And um, when, I, when I see parents and their children getting ready to do that, there are some things that I like to have in my uh, checklist, which is like, how close are we to being independent? And here we go. And I know that you all know <laughs> this list of things that I keep going back to. Um, one is that, um, how, how are they with problem solving? flexibility, teamwork, relationship building, analysis and appraisal, perspective taking, self-awareness, ongoing growth and development, uncertainty management, creativity, and innovation. And I bring that up because I feel that that list, while, while I have the list here, be thinking about employment, those are the things that you need to have in your toolbox in order to have relationships. And I feel like as we begin to approach high school and college, if we can take a look at that list and ask, is there an area of relative weakness? Is there a vulnerability here? Then we can use it kind of as a guidepost for what we need to work on before we're ready to send our, and my children are in their 40s, so I can say child. So before we send our children out. Uh, I, I remember Dr. Gustine saying several years ago, and even more recently than that, that in RDI, we focus on self and others, but self to self is just as important, if not more important, because we have to have that relationship with ourselves in order to then have with others. And I think one of the things about moving into adulthood is your independence and your feeling of competence affects yourself to self. 
that I think that's really important because I think sometimes um, kids are getting messages in school that they are not competent or able to handle uh, increasing complexity or increase, increasingly dynamic situations. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it just becomes really obvious as they get older how important that ability to navigate a dynamic landscape really is. And um, I, I really think that's one place where RDI can be so helpful to these older kids. And, you know, I, I was teaching these skills in the context of uh, doing chores around the house, telling my kids, if you want to live independently, like you're going to need to know how to do the laundry and you're going to need to know how to cook dinner. And so I was I was telling them that I was teaching them those skills so that they could be independent. But of course, I was weaving in all those RDI things to those um, teaching opportunities. And I, I, you know, that got them fully engaged because they know I think that they can master those skills and figure it out. And they know I'm doing it in service of their goals, which are to live independently. You know, I'm interested in hearing from both of you about something that I've been running into lately. And that is that as, as this relationship with self matures, there is a desire for individuation mm -hmm. and that, individu that individuation from parents. And I think it can be very tricky for any parent to navigate that. But I feel that there has often been some overcompensation going on for uh, persons uh, who are on the spectrum. And I'm wondering how the two of you navigated that because I think a lot of parents aren't ready for that. And then all of a sudden, I want to be on my own. I want to travel around the world by myself. And, you know, what, what we face anyway, we're seeing now with um, the kids that we work with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that really helps me in RDI with that is that when I very first learned about it so many years ago, you and Dr. Gutstein talked a lot about how this is not just a grief program, it's a process. And as you move forward, you may be reviewing that process because your child is moving forward and your child is moving into different developmental stages. And you may be reviewing, uh, so to speak, old goals because they're at a different place now. And if you will kind of stay in that mindset that that's not bad, that's actually good because they're moving forward, but you may need to go back and review them now where they are now in their life. That is very helpful when it comes to the kind of decision-making for parents that you're talking about, Dr. Sheely, because then it doesn't feel so foreign. We can access with great feeling of, I, I'm not going to lie, I don't always feel confident at all. <laughs> But I do have that background that I want to give parents as well, that they can use that for their decision making, even into these more different challenging uh, obstacles that you may come up again. If you if you look at them that way, if they're not an obstacle, they're just an outgrowth of growth. Uh, either way, uh, you've got that. You've got that. So it's why I believe so much in RDI is because it is one of my parents said you can't she can't unlearn what she knows. <laughs> yeah. And that empowers her permanently. I think that's such a good point, Kat. And, you know, 
one of the things you're both addressing here, I, Rachel, I'm seeing the same thing for sure in my clients. And I think what's happened to parents is that their kids are in situations that are not a just right challenge for them. Over and over, they're put in these situations where it's not a just right challenge. And the parents are told that their kid needs to do A, B, or C. And if they can't do A, B, or C, they're going to fail. The parents think, oh my goodness, if they fail, that's going to you know, cause problems um, for them down the road. So then they try to help their child. And I do think there's overcompensation yeah. going on for sure. And I'm guilty as charged. I mean, I totally did that because I was scared. Um, and it's very difficult to figure out how to uh, uh, make some just right challenges in school where you have zero control as a parent, right? And so if the teacher gets that idea, and I mean, frankly, teachers are trying their best, but they've got, you know, 30 kids in their classroom, they're trying to make a just right challenge for it's not easy for them. Um, and so I think our kids kind of give up. And if we are compensating for them, we're sending the message to them that we think they're incompetent and that they cannot do it. And so I think it's so important to, even if it's hard, to let your child, I mean, this is where like spotlight the problem and not the solution, you know, help them brainstorm through it, but don't solve the problem for them. They have to solve the problem. And I think that a lot of times there's so much focus on product and not process that, um, you know, it, it can be a real problem. And I think, you know, the mind shift for RDI is to empower our kids to make their own decisions figure out what's working, what's not working, and figure out how to get through it by themselves. But we have to show them that we actually believe they can do that. For me, the way you're talking about that, Sarah, it just shows how you have all that underlying process way of thinking, you know, but I, I love to say, because I don't like to be a hypocrite, I love a nice product. And so, of course, <laughs> we all do. <laughs> it, it feels really good. And uh, so for me, the whole process idea, even though I've seen it, I've lived it, I know it's right. It, the, it is so hard sometimes not to be more product-based. Then you lay on top of that, that your adult or to be adult child is supposed to be doing these things. But one of the things that I love about the vision you have, Dr. Sheely, that you have been carrying to fruition is that RDI is worldwide. And so when we talk about moving into adulthood, we're talking about children all over the world moving into adulthood. And adulthood and independence means different things in different countries, not just in our own backyard. So sometimes I think it's the voices in our immediate sphere that are really talking to us. Uh, that the world is not expecting that our, our children have to drive right now or something of that nature, but that, that expectation has put a, been put on us where we are. So I just think we want to watch out for that. What do you think, Dr. Sheely? Yeah, I think we do. Um, but as you were talking, uh, Catherine, I was thinking about how this individuation, I mean, I'm sort of thinking about individuation now because I love what both of you said. So I'm, I'm still thinking about it. But it's parents who individuate too. Mm -hmm. Parents have spent almost, I mean, a good part of their child's life developing that guiding relationship. 
And that guiding relationship looks different for an 18-year-old when you compare it to a four-year-old mm -hmm. or a 22-year-old or a 30-year-old. So I think that as parents, we continue to kind of evolve our relationship with our children as they grow older. Now, my children are older than yours, and I've had to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really hard because... You know, we've lived, we've lived lives where we've seen mistakes we wish we hadn't made. Mm -hmm. And if we can keep them from making those mistakes, we want to do that. I think one of the neat things about REI is we lay that foundation with the parents first, then they lay it with their children. And then as they move forward, uh, they're being able to study their own decision-making as parents, the children learning to study their own decision-making. And it's that beautiful parallel process that you always talk about, Dr. Sheely. But I do remind parents when the children become teenagers and then when they become young adults, so forth, that this is what we wanted. We wanted yeah. a mindful decision-maker who had opinions. <laughs> right. and, and sometimes uh, that, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that is what, but it's really a struggle, but that is part of parenting, right, Sarah? Absolutely. And I, I, that I'm always reminding parents like this is developmentally what you want to be seeing. Right. So just as an example, one of my kids has started lying to me, <laughs> which I do not love, but I'm kind of psyched that he has figured out, uh, he's got enough, you know, understanding of my perspective that if he tells me what actually happened, I might be annoyed with him. And so he's, trying to figure out how to not have me be annoyed with him. I do not love that he's not telling me the truth, but um, at the same time, I, I, I appreciate the fact that he's now at a phase where he is thinking about those kind of what the consequences might be, right? He's thinking through that. And, you know, it's developmentally absolutely the right thing for him to be doing. And now I have to teach him about the value of not lying to people, but that's something I can do as a guide. Um, and, you know. Yeah, Sarah, I think, it, I think it also speaks to something else that's equally important. And that is that he cares about how you feel about him. Absolutely. How you think about him. Yep. So he doesn't want to jeopardize that. Correct. And so, you know, while we do, while we talk, none of us, let's just get it out there. None of us is saying lying is a good thing. <laughs> right. We also understand that developmentally, it's kind of a, a, a benchmark. Yeah. And that it happens in when families are not dealing with autism and it happens when families are dealing with autism. Yep. And so we can sit back and say, wow, we're getting there. Mm -hmm. Don't lie to me again. Well, before we go, I do want to speak to those parents or and or I should say uh, young adults or even older adults. I know, Dr. Shelley, you worked with older adults who have not uh, been involved with RDI in the past because I don't want to leave any of them out uh, who might be interested that I remember way back when I first was in training with you talking about RDI is not a, is not age limited. Could you speak a moment to that? Because we definitely uh, may have folks who are listening who are like, well, I'm hearing all this about if you laid this foundation, what about if we're just starting? I think uh, it's always important when you're just starting anything that you know where you are. And I feel that our assessment 
actually does kind of show where people are, even if we're talking about young adults or adults. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is that the skills you're learning, like how to navigate a dynamic environment. I mean, that's that's life. Right. And and you can teach. I need to know those skills. So, you know, I think we can all benefit from learning to think about the world in that way and how to handle you know, the inevitable barriers that are thrown in our way. And I, I think that's that's beneficial to anybody at any age. I think also, Sarah, to have a sense that who you are is like great. Who right. you are is good. We're, we like you the way you are. And we're also saying, what is it you would like to be able to do better? What would you like to be able to do differently? Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? And then kind of go back to the drawing board and think about how we're going to move forward. The one thing that I have never done, I need to tell you, is if I have someone I'm speaking with who is married, I do not ask the person's spouse to be the guide. Yeah. Um, there may be someone in their life um, that they would like to use as a guide more as a mentor. And we've all benefited from mentors, but I think we have to be very careful about the marital relationship and pushing it into something it was not intended to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think our message is you're, it's never um, too late. I don't even like to say it that way. There's not an age limit on RDI. And as I always like to say, RDI has helped me so much. Uh, I think uh, live a more growth seeking life mm -hmm. uh, than I would have otherwise done. I also credit my son for that. Yeah. And so we want that for others, no matter what your literal age is, right? Yeah. Chronology doesn't matter. And thank you for joining us for Autism, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we always encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.